episode 10. Uh, I can barely believe it myself. This is ridiculously exciting times. Olympic athlete last week, Olympic gold medal winner this week. Oh. I am beside myself. Um, yeah? No, no, play nothing. the song? No, yep, yep, play the Let's song. Let's play the song. Yeah. So as I was saying, thanks for listening to the song, guys. Honestly, I listened to the song along with you. You would think like after 10 episodes I'd stop listening to the song, but it doesn't get tired for me. Just like going up and up and up doesn't get tired for me. Olympic athlete, gold medal athlete. It's Jonathan Edwards, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Jonathan Edwards on the show. I'm so sorry. We don't. What? We don't at all have have Jonathan Edwards. um, What are you talking about? So there was a bit of a situation and he had to pull out last minute um, and I didn't sort of have time to tell you. It was like literally seven minutes ago. Um, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? I, I've been nervous about telling you because I've had to just tee something up really fast. Right. Um, well, okay. But you've got something, oh, my God, I can't believe this. That's so disappointing. Will uh, he come on next week, do you think? I, he, it didn't sound promising. There's a bit of a situation in his life. So right. I'll talk to you about it off the air. That's fair enough. Um, okay, so go with me here. Mm-hmm. The other day in Sainsbury's, I bumped into Ben Brown. Um, oh, Jesus, did you? I did. Um, but get this, Ben Brown mm. now has his own podcast. He was telling me that he has his own podcast. It was hard for me to sort of see his facial expression through his mask and everything, but um, we kind of just got talking and, you know, one thing sort of led to another. We exchanged contact details, and uh, I texted him six minutes ago, asking him if he wanted to come on the podcast. He's got his own podcast. He does have his. Own well, why podcast. does he need to come in this one? Well, I thought that maybe you might want to explore that with him. Just maybe you could sort of find out what he's up to and stuff. Jimmy, I've literally been sitting all week coming up with questions for Jonathan Edwards, and now I'm supposed to interview Ben Brown. I mean, you could still use sort of the same questions. It'd be interesting to see how Ben Brown responds to questions for Jonathan Edwards. What was it like breaking a record consecutively one after another? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Well, you never know. He might actually, to be honest with Ben, he'd probably have some kind of bullshit answer to that. So it'll be interesting to see what it is. Wow, he already... Yeah, okay. I've um, actually been on the call for the last the last couple of minutes. Gareth. Oh, my God. Oh, Shit, I thought that I'd sort of, yeah. That's fine. We may as well go off and running. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, actually. It's already fucking up my podcast. What I wanted to do at the start of this podcast was say there's another fantastic podcast you need to listen to. It's called the Politics Free Podcast. It's hilarious and brilliant. 
and it's by a brother and sister. We like family banter. There's a trailer at the end of this podcast for it, so make sure you wait until the end of the podcast and listen to the trailer because it's a good trailer. It's a good podcast, politics-free podcast. There isn't any politics in it, as the title would suggest. It's very funny. It's very good. All the links will be in the show notes. Here we go. Fucking Ben Brown. Ben, I couldn't help but notice you said uh, Gareth there. Um, It's not... Yeah, we're not in sixth year. You know my name's Gary. Don't call me Gareth. My name's Gary Stones. It's not Gareth. Jamie, thank you for organising this. Uh, You're looking... uh, Got to say, you're looking pretty good there, Ben. Uh, Lockdown has treated you well. I managed... Don't don't tell anyone this, Gareth, but I managed to sneak away to the south of France on a work work related things so the tan just it's been tough though it's been tough absolutely typical uh that why does that not surprise me well i guess um it's an interview after all it's about running you run i don't know if you've heard of my podcast relaxed success 101 tips from the best relaxed success yes and how many tips 101 101 tips and when did you bring this podcast out it wouldn't have happened to have been just not long after i brought out effortless gains 100 top tips from the top and what is a complete coincidence it was 11 days later unbelievable stuff eh? unbelievable stuff well you're on my podcast now uh ben you're on my podcast now and I'll be asking the questions, okay? So I guess the first and most logical question I've got to ask you is, why do you smell it shite all the time? Gareth, I, first, I, I, I don't it's agree. Gary. Can we... Gareth. Can we compromise? What accent is that? Gary. Like a kind of Northern English accent. University, That's fine. Call me whatever you want. I would just like it if you could answer the question because it's it's vexed me. For I, a long I believe time. that I give off a smell of success and that people respond Success to smells like feces. See, we're in disagreement about whether I... Do you think that your charming and polite niece would have invited me to the show if I had smelled like a piece over, of crap? Over Zoom, absolutely. Over Zoom, it's the ideal medium. We get to look at your gorgeous face, but I don't need to smell the smell of shit. I did a little bit of research on what it could possibly be because honestly... I found it quite distressing for a long time, the fact that that paradox between that gorgeous face and that hideous smell. And apparently there's something called ADS, which is aroma displacement syndrome. And I think that's what you have. So if you've not had it diagnosed yet, you're welcome. That's the first gift that you'll get from this podcast. I think that might be what's wrong. Uh, Of course, you're completely wrong. But for those of us who are not medical doctors, what is that aroma displacement syndrome? Aroma displacement syndrome is basically where the smell of the jobby comes out through your pores as opposed to coming out through the jobby. And the odd thing is, is that the jobbies are completely odourless, which I guess is a blessing for yourself, but it's it's a curse for everyone else. Well, look, my wife sleeps in a separate bed than me because I snore. And that's just a well Because you fact. snore. Uh-huh. You, so you're married? Gareth, I've, I've been married for 20 years. You're, you're so... I, I don't know. All I, all I see is you running about, and obviously we had that incident a couple of new years ago, um, and 
and we just uh, we bump into each other and sometimes I feel as though we've rubbed each other up the wrong way but you know what this is an exceptional opportunity for the two of us to build a few bridges because we've got more in common than what we've not got in common what is it what's the saying Jamie we've got more in common than I, I don't I'm not actually familiar with that saying but I Could think you, you look it up yeah, sure. I think you maybe just just sort of nail it there just by saying that you've got more in common than not. Uh, we've got more in common than not. So yeah. we both love running. Yes. We both come from Kilmacom. That's true. And I think you should know that I run the number one law practice in Kilmacom. You what? I run you... the number one law practice, clean as brown solicitors. I, th- I, think, I think you know that, Gareth. I didn't think that that was you. I, th- I thought that that was... Is that no, not we, Bobby McPhee? No, they they left the firm amid expenses, irregularities. Myself, You, and bought, my, you bought it over? Yes. Nice. Myself and my darling wife. Run, run so that. you both run it together? Yeah, she actually... She's co-partner with me, which caused some friction in our, in our relationship, I've got to be honest. Wow. Because you don't respect women and you don't want to co-partner with, with the women? No, I do. I deeply respect women. I just, okay. I'm, I'm an old, an old-fashioned man. Family values, you know. Let's go back on track, literally and figuratively, onto the running track. Okay, back okay. in the day, yourself and myself, we were both competing with each other, and you'd invariably win. What do you think it is that you have that I don't? Because it's all these years, I've never been able to ask that question, but. Because my pride got in the way. I'm not going to lie to you. My pride got in the way. I was younger then and I've done a lot of growing. Uh, just last week, uh, I spoke to a psychologist and she really helped me out with um, with some issues that I've been having. Jamie's helped to um, really get me to get more in touch with myself. So I- I'm happy to ask this question. What is it that you think makes you better than me as an athlete, not a person? Well, I think apart from just that winner winner's mentality that you 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 seem to lack, uh, I I train in the the fartlek style. Of course, it has nothing to do with shite at all. What? Rather, it's a style of training when you vary the speed at which you're travelling at to what's mimic. It, what's it called? Fartlek uh, training. It's a it's a method of training. It doesn't. Uh, it's just ironic. Well, not <laughs> ironic. It's just a coincidence that Joby Brown <laughs> likes to run the fartlek. But anyway, explain yourself, Ben. Just imagine, Jamie, you were playing playing rugby in your native Auckland. Uh, at some point, um, you'd be going very fast. Other point, not not quite so fast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm from Australia, not New Zealand. But yep, got I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you basically, uh, it's speed training. So I okay. use that as a part of my training regime. We do like when we do our speed training, yeah, Jamie? Yes. So we do speed training, intervals, basically. Um, mm. So, Ben, are you saying that interval training is just it? You've just got to constantly be hitting that speed training day in, day out? Absolutely. And it's a myth that you have to run miles and miles if you're going to run a marathon. Actually, what's needed short intense bursts so i wouldn't travel more than say 500 meters in a training session but those 500 meters would be of tremendous quality that's fantastic being honest to god that's really really good stuff because the problem with a lot of marathon training is is that 
who's got the time, do you know what I mean? I've got the time, I make the time because it's basically, it's everything to me. But for a lot of people, they're just not interested in running because they've not got the time to go out and do that. You're saying you can condense all of your training into 500 metre training sessions? Absolutely, 100%. It's the way Mo Farah trains. It's the way... That's a lie. It, I don't think it is. Yeah. That's a lie. I know. Uh, I know Mo inside out. We're close friends, uh, and the respect that I spent a lot of time researching him, and I, I know for the fact that he he runs long distances. I I sometimes you have to. It's like one law firm might say that the rates are this, right? So the rates are that. You have to kind of send people in the wrong direction, you know, to lure them in. So he's basically like distracting us from his real. That doesn't surprise me, to be honest. The guy trains well better Salazar. Is a, there's something something a wee bit fishy about him. So you're saying that Mo Farah does this training programme as well? Yes, and Alberto Salazar, don't don't you don't thumb your nose at those, because sometimes for those of us who are real, really competitive, there's, there's really no stone we would leave unturned in our pursuit of success. Brilliant. So this brings me on to really what I would like to figure out from you, Ben. How... How can you pack your veins with as many steroids as you do? Look, step one. So you're not denying it. You're not denying it. You do take the roids. I I wouldn't call them roids. I call them testosterone replacement therapy. Oh, nice. I don't think that's a thing. Like, I don't think it's a thing for runners necessarily. But anyway, tell us what. So you're using testosterone replacement therapy to get better at running. Of course, Jamie doesn't have testicles, so I think if I use this analogy, she'll be able to understand. Right. Okay. When you were growing up in Pretoria and you saw all those huge springboks jacked out of their nuts, yeah. Uh huh. You were on the farm. How do you think those boys got so big? Uh, well, I guess I'm not from South Africa, so it's hard no. for me to say. Um, from I'm from. You Australia. painted a beautiful scene, though. I would. Yeah. Uh, we just see the Southern Hemisphere. Okay. Um, yep. Sure. Um, are you asking me about like sort of just like general animals' balls, like what I think of them, how they? Um... No, I, I'm I'm saying how how do those players got so jacked, Jim? Um, I mean. Well, animals just their balls just grow from when they're like puppies or kittens or like joeys or you know like whatever they might be they just get balls uh, well do you know what lots of people do that joe rogan uh that podcast that's quite successful he's always talking about taking testosterone um lots of men are some people don't need to take additional testosterone or any testosterone. Some people can just be good at running, like me. But you're saying what you do is you take testosterone and you run 500-metre interval training. You do 500-metre interval training, you've absolutely got massive testicles, and that's why you're better than me at running. I'd say that's a large a large fraction, along with the, the winner's edge that I discussed previously. So that's the trifecta uh, of your success. It's uh, that winning mentality. Yes. Uh, massive testicles and uh, what, what was the other one? The 500 really the meter interval training. Really the derived from the massive testicles rather than the testicles themselves. I don't see how you'd have massive muscles as a result of having massive balls unless you were having to like carry them about with your hands. Yeah, I think actually massive balls could like really get in the way, like possibly mm-hmm. even slow you down. Could be quite painful. 
Yeah. You may have noticed that I have a certainly unorthodox running style. And is that to circumvent the testicles? Is yeah, that- we haven't we have noticed that when we've seen you. We drove past you like when was it? Three months ago. Or yeah, but three months ago. I- and we did actually we did notice that you yeah, you do this sort of strange thing with you. I mean it's maybe it's like bow legged. Yeah, I, I, I was saying that maybe like it's some kind of calcium deficiency, but you're saying it's just uh just so you don't crush your big massive balls when you're running. Right. I'm going to be honest. Please do. Although the, I'm exaggerating how, you know, it's to give off the right impression. The, the other runners, their, their confidence is decreased. They're beaten oh. before they get to the start line. So you're running like that to suggest that you have huge balls to throw other people off. When really you might have been involved in a tragic accident a couple of years ago that meant that uh, your balls had to be removed. That's that that's lies and hearsay, Gareth. Kiersey, yeah. I have heard and said it many times. Um, you are obviously, you must be a nice man because you run for charity quite a lot. And I know in the London Marathon, uh, we've both ran, uh, well, not together. You've either ran Let's remember of- that that time that you beat me, I was dressed as a portmanteau of animals of farthing wood. Let's remember. So that doesn't count. It doesn't count. You're right. I don't see it as counting uh, because because you had that massive costume on. You look absolutely ridiculous. But you were doing it for charity, which I can mm, I can respect in some respects. Lawyers' uh, get, legal aid fees are at an all time low, and they need all the support they can get. Oh, that that so you're hard. saying really hard. Really? No. Well, no, Jamie. I don't think you picked up on that correctly. What you're saying is is that you're charity and in inverted commas run is basically getting filtered back into Joby Brown's law services I'm a nominal 33% and I really I really take umbrage with that with that implication that a poor lawyer's ink is not a proper charity it's not a proper charity Ben um, this podcast will be going out to the world How? And actually out of interest how's your podcast doing in terms of numbers well, th- th- thank you so much for asking. It's actually, uh, we're getting in the thousands every week, almost at the 10,000 per week mark. Uh, what? So. Are, you, are you kidding me on 10,000 per week? I- I'm deadly serious. Deadly serious. What, what, are your, um, like, what are your tools of a measurement? Like how are you, how are you sort of, you just, how, how do you know that you're, they're genuine listeners? I pay a, a good deal of money to this firm in uh in, F- in Fiji, near near where you're from, and they they will not really aggregate towards the site, and those are all genuine views, genuine views. And if the same person looks at the at the podcast you know, four four different times, that's four different views. Yeah, so. it's not they're not views though. Like podcast is just like a it's like an oral medium. Mm-hmm, that's so through your ear holes. Through your ears, yeah. But, but um, still, so if yeah. it, ten ten thousand is a lot, um, and that's will be going to yeah. It's do you impressive. have a sponsor? Do you have any like? Do you, or are you like teeing up any sponsorship deals? Like just out of curiosity, because like we're um sort of what we're working towards. Yes, uh, we. Are, I'm sponsored by Buckmeyer <sighs> Rugby Club. Uh, what you won't know this, but of course Gareth is well aware that ten years ago I was their star player. Yeah, so I guess they'll be sending 10 quid your way every month or something like that. That's the shittest sponsorship deal I've heard in my life. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, I'm sponsored by Adidas or Brooks. I'm sponsored by a local rugby club. 
they're giving you money. You you fucking dirty bastard. They need that money. The, the kids at Burkmeyer, they've barely got kits and you're saying you're taking a sponsorship off them? Look, I do all kinds of things. The other day, I drove my Mercedes round and I brought at least 10 oranges for the half-time, the half-time refreshment. So don't say that I don't contribute. Like that's not that doesn't sort of like make up for the fact that you're like taking money like from a local yeah sports club. Well, also like oranges are really cheap. Oranges are really cheap. Where did you these get were oranges? The, these were Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's. Were they Sainsbury's? Oh, well, to be they're fair, they're yeah, no, that's no, no, they are good. Do they taste the difference, or were they Sainsbury's own brand? Sainsbury's they, Basics. They own brand. Sainsbury's Basics doesn't oh, surprise didn't me. Splash out, yeah. <laughs> Tip number 28 and tip number 1 of our race day special tips When nature calls When nature calls, just answer the door and pee all over it What I mean by that is When nature calls needed to pee and it's race day Just do a pee It's going to dry up eventually It won't take that long to dry Don't do a shit, obviously If you need to do a shit You've clearly messed up your pre-race planning And you just need to go back to your hotel room And take a shit And the game's a bogey Just basically plan for your next race Believe it or not, though, it's actually quite hard to pee while you're running. It takes some weird type of coordination. It's almost like peeing in a swimming pool. You'd think it'd be easy, but there's some kind of like mental block. I don't know if it's a societal thing or it's an actual technical thing, but it's actually quite tricky. So you need to do a little bit of preparatory training beforehand so you know if you do need to do a pee, you can do it in race day and you won't have to slow down. So just do a few pees when you're out and runs. Here's a note of caution though, I was finishing up a 5k like in October last year and it was a pretty solid time so I thought right okay I'm not going to slow down for this, I need to do a pee, I'll just do a pee but I noticed to my horror the sound of screaming from behind me and I gathered myself and remembered shit, I'm in a gym, I'm on a treadmill and the pee had been hitting the treadmill belt and it started to splash onto the young lady behind me in the elliptical and she was obviously beside herself luckily it was still covid time so i had a mask on so i just made a dash for the nearest exit just make sure you don't do it in the gym 100 top tips from the top. i'm gonna paint a picture here okay okay it's 2005 it's the london marathon I, i'm lined up and ahead of me I can see a man in a dinosaur costume. I think that's a that's a pretty nice costume. But I think what a fucking idiot wearing a costume when he's running an athletic event. So he takes off, wiggling about with his wee silly head. You can see his wee head and his wee tiny wee arms and stuff like that. Um, I, I continue up to him and I run next to him. Who do I see? What silly wee face do I see inside that? that dinosaur's mouth yes it's yes. Ben Brown it's Ben Brown I think not this year so uh, I stay back up until halfway through just as we're going over Tower Bridge and at Tower Bridge I notice with those wee tiny wee arms there's no way you'd be able to get back up if I tripped you up in comes the leg I trip up Ben Brown and you land flat in your face how did that feel Ben? I've got to be honest, it was news to me that you were the saboteur, that you were the villain here. I'm glad to have had this opportunity to share that with you because uh, you're, you're a legal man uh, and surely you will know 
uh, that enough time has now passed and athletics law, I can't be held responsible. You, that you would think that, but due to subsection 4.2, <laughs> in the case of a grievous offence, and this, in my submission, was truly grievous. What? You know, the, these things don't expire. So, oh, do you know what that says? Do you know what that says? My podcast, I'll just edit that bit out. Yeah, Jamie just got that bit. Yeah. Right, okay, that was one of the best days in my life. It was absolutely fantastic. So have you got any races lined up, Ben? Yes, I will be running in the Northern Ireland Egg and Spoon Race. What? What is that, for yes. charity or something? Yes. Right. Charity. Yeah, and it's like actual, like Egg and Spoon, like what, what kids do at school. It's a far bigger egg and a far smaller spoon. The coordination required is... What's um what's the distance there with the with the race? It's about six hundred meters, so it'll be slightly out yeah. of my comfort zone. And it's a, it's just a single race. It's not a traditional sort of um, egg and spoon relay or anything like that. It's sort of a just a solo pursuit. Is this is this the Spanish Inquisition, Jim? Oh no, uh, just interesting. It's what's called an interview, Ben. Uh, I don't know if you do it in your podcast. What I would like to ask just as a follow-up to that is why in the fuck would you bother doing an egg and spoon race? You're an athlete, you've got tons of ability. Why would you bother doing an egg and spoon race? I mean, that's what I wanted to say. So. Yeah. Feel free to be blunt because it doesn't seem... I'm, I'm the reigning champion. You're the reigning champion of the egg and spoon race. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, were you not the reigning champion uh, when you were eight of the egg and spoon race? You were I, really good at that when yeah, you were eight. Yeah, I did. I did win yeah. that at my school when I was eight. Yeah, good for you. Congratulations. We'll have a big celebration dinner this evening. The egg and spoon race and I just don't quit. You just don't quit. Uh, a race is a race at the end of the day. A race is a race. It's not, what, re- not really, but yeah. I, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. The mind boggles. It's generous. Well, yes, I try my best. I, I feel if this was a workplace, I'd have some kind of workplace harassment or bullying claim. I just feel like you two are just just viciously mauling me. That's not true. Oh, no, sorry. No, no. I'll, um, that is not true. No, do you know what it is, Ben? Right, okay. I respect the hell out of your ability to run races uh, i respect the hell out of your ability obviously to take over that law firm um i respect the hell out of that big gorgeous face of yours uh, what i just need to know is is what well i don't uh, we've moved past egg and spoon race what proper races have you got coming up because if i had your ability you you I, I take it you've done the boston marathon because you you've got a qualifying time you did a sub three didn't you yes yes i'm running i'm running the glasgow Glasgow half marathon and all, and all. Okay, yeah, yeah, the Great Scottish Run. That's good. Um, yeah, good for you. I was thinking about doing that this year, but I'm a wee bit concerned that it'll get cancelled just with lockdown. And Nicola's very uh, stringent on on the old rules, so I signed up for the Richmond Marathon, uh, which is happening in May, which is down the road. What if we What if we were to do that together? We go down and do that. It starts in Kew Gardens. We could maybe go down and we could maybe grab a wee coffee before. I'll drive you down. Sure. I mean, I think our friendship... It's non-existent at this point. It's like a fire. The fire is smouldering right now. It's barely Mm. a spark to be seen. But in the right circumstance, it could turn into Guy Fawkes night all over. A gust of wind. A gust of wind could pick up that fire. And that gust of wind could be the Richmond Marathon in May. That could be amazing. Have you ever been to Kew Gardens? 
Yes, yes, I frequently visit. Uh, that sounds like a lie. Tell the truth. Have you ever been to Kew Gardens? What's your favourite part of Kew Gardens? I I really like the the elephant, the elephants. Nah, nah. There's that's no elephants. Not, not so so it'll be good. This will be a new thing for you, and I can take you around. I, I love Kew Gardens, so I can take you around. I can show you all the different things. You won't see an elephant, um, but there are, there are lots of nice things. So we can maybe do that together. But what I was wanting to know is, see if you were to do a marathon in May and you were to pick up your training regime, what kind of time do you think you could hit? I would say sub, sub two hour, sub two hour. Fuck off, that's the world record. I believe with, you know, my holy trifecta of training methods, the, you know, the, the mental toughness, the fart leg, and the excessive amounts of testosterone, I can break new grounds. Oh my Garrett. God. Can you imagine what that would do for the podcast if we went down because the three of us could go down and like we could just like I guess I'm I guess I have reservations that that would actually happen um oh in terms of believing Ben is is our guest at the end of the day I'm kind of getting swept away here I'm getting swept away he's our guest I just don't know if world records um are really are, are that likely but um it's that attitude that's held you back this year and why your prelim results were so poor. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not not, not really sure that sub two is possible for, for Ben. Magic magic can happen. And it could be that like when you actually see Ben do it, maybe you could make some improvements yourself. Okay, wow. I'm sorry. I shouldn't uh, have said that. Jamie might have the genes though for her to break a record because... She has that African heritage, you know. Those uh, she's are, not, I'm absolutely not. African. not I'm, no, I'm if really anything, not. it's Irish and Scottish, probably, or, or kind of like definitely European yeah. of European descent. She's not from South Africa. She's from Australia. Um, so that's just that's just where it's at. And my name's Gary Stones, and her name is Jamie Stones. Do you and your know name is Ben Brown. where Australia is, um, Ben? Like, do you? And again, give us your honest answer. You don't have to say that's the place where the elephants are. Just tell us, do you know where Australia is? I have. I have, a, have vague, a vague. I if you if I threw a dart at a map, you know, I might strike it. No, yeah, you might. It might strike it. No, you're absolutely bang on. You've got no idea where it is. Tips. Here comes a tip. Tip number twenty nine and tip number two of our race day special marathon strategy this morning i was out from a run and the weather was gorgeous it reminded me of a few marathons in a row back in the 90s when i used to use this particular strategy i used to run the first half really easy hanging back with all the charity runners and costumes and sometimes occasionally tripping up the ones that i know would find it difficult to get up from the ground unaided it's a really good laugh and that kind of cheer builds up energy reserves When you pass Tower Bridge, which is the halfway mark, you can use this strategy in any race, to be honest, but it works really well in the London Marathon because there's so many people in stupid costumes. But in the second half, go as fast and hard as you can. You'll be overtaking people left, right and centre because you were hanging back in the first half and it just makes you feel like an absolute legend. You get really good times from that. There might be better ways of getting better times, but are you going to have a better time? That's the question. I doubt it. 100 top tips from the top. 
should we pull a memory jar down? Yep, let's definitely pull a memory jar. I'm excited for this one because obviously you guys have got some shared memories. Have you listened to this podcast before, Ben? I have listened to every single episode. Oh, yeah, Jesus ben, Christ, thank you so much, Ben. That's what Ben was saying when we bumped into each other. He um, he was saying, I mean, he, he approached so me kind. and said that he was a huge fan, so, you know. Oh, thank okay. you, Ben. Memory jar. Okay, cool. Um, this is a fun one. The first time that you won a race. Does does Gareth go first or do I go first? My name's Gary R, so. Yeah, it's just you. Okay, I'll, I'll imagine he's already, he's already been. Uh, the first race I remember, uh, I ran. It wasn't, I didn't literally run the race, but it was a spelling competition. And the teacher asked another a shy, a shy new girl to the class. She was just on the verge of answering. And I thought, she she just looks a bit hesitant. So I leapt in that opportunity, answered the question in her stead. I received much praise from the teacher. And it was a great moment for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you so, happy with that answer, Jamie? I mean, it's not. Yeah, sure. That that's If that's what you consider to be the first time that you won a race, then that's... Yeah. Well, I would like to say, as, as a follow-up to that, Ben, is thank you for not actually telling the true story. Um, so uh, I really appreciate that because that would have been really undermining. So thank you very much for that. So the next segment we like to call The More You Know. The More You Know is a section of the show where we ask a guest when they've taken it too far in their pursuit of excellence. So, Ben. It's a fun one. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it, it can be fun. It should be. I hope it's fun. Ben, I would like to ask you, when have you taken it too far in your pursuit of excellence? I remember uh, some time ago when the fire of our friendship was burning perhaps brighter and we engaged in New When years. you knocked me out in the car park? Well, I was getting to that, Gareth. Oh, Jesus, are you going to tell that story? Who's answering I'm sorry, the question? I should, I, I'm sorry. On you go. I'm, I'm so sorry. So, in my pursuit of excellence, I had many a shot of green sewers, at least seven shots in an hour. Can you just tell us what green sewers is just for her, because we have a very international audience? Yes, yes. I, and again, I'm not sure they, they have this in Samoa. Um, I'm not Samoan. It's, it's like an apple sewer drink. It's like the kind of sweetie that you would have at the penny farthing shop, young Jamie. Okay. I don't know what that is. Is it So is this a drink? Is this a dream? Are you telling us about a dream? Look, my recollection is slightly vague on account of the liquor. Ah, I see, right, okay. Oh, oh well, yeah. that could be a good thing, actually, so... Yeah, are you drinking now? What have you had to drink this morning? I've had two, three glasses of sherry. It's, it's very, very standard. Just to settle the nerves. One question I meant to ask you, Gareth. No, 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 finish, finish your answer because I was really, you were taking me away on that, on that story there and I'm, I'm quite interested. Yeah, we want to hear about your pursuit of excellence. Just pigeonhole that, um, pigeonhole the next question because I'm looking forward to you asking me. So, memory was hazy. You had had a few green apple sewers, which is a, a, a delicacy uh, over here in the UK. You're in the pub. It's New Year's Eve. What happens next, Ben? I remember you were heckling me, heckling me, calling me, I think, jobby, jobby shite bro. Aye, you were, you were doing stand-up in a pub that didn't require stand-up. It was New Year's Eve. Everyone was listening to you and laughing. 
Yeah, Uncle Gary does call you Jobby Brown. <laughs> I felt like yeah. greater entertainment was required, but the whole crowd were enraptured. It was like Richard Pryor was reborn. But here I had this one rude heckler, you know, by the name of Gareth, shouting at me, screaming, raging, just bitter hatred, Jobby, Jobby Shitefrow. And the tide... The tide turned in the public opinion, which started so strongly in my favour. It just turned, yeah, because of the heckling, was it? Not because of your performance. Uh, and because it's such a fucking funny nickname for you. Everybody loved it. They're killing themselves. <laughs> That's so good. It's quite a buzz. I know I know why you actually went and did the stand-up after that, because the buzz you get when people laugh at your jokes fucking brilliant. So anyway, go up and continue. Oh, I know it well. I know it well, Gareth. Mm, it's a one-off for me, but I enjoyed it. So I... I had to stop my set and halfway through people people some people never never lived it down. And I said, Gareth, let me have a word with you outside. And I said, My name's wow. not Gareth, it's Gary, you cunt. Yep. Wow. I've heard this story actually. Yep, it's great to hear it from your perspective though, Ben. So and I, this brings me no 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 pleasure. No pleasure. But I had to dispense what can only be described as a righteous beating. And I right. swung you know, five or six punches and connected at least once, yeah. at least at least once with the chin of your enemy mm. at the time. Yeah. Now, best of friends. Um, so getting there. Yeah. So you punched Uncle Gary in the chin. And do you remember anything else? One thing I've always meant to ask you is, after you were standing up, I I became aware that you must have had a weapon, perhaps a small blade of some sort on you, and I became quite apprehensive about that. So no, that was my penis. I got an erection. I've got no idea why, and I've I've tried to look into it, but it's still it's uh, still a open case, a cold case. Do you call that in legal terms? I think we'd call that a hot and cold case. It was odd. It was an odd experience for me. But uh, thanks for regaling us with that story. That was um, just uh, maybe that explains your lack of fighting spirit in that moment. Strange, strange times, strange reaction. The way that I kind of seen it is like when a lifeboat hits the water. You know those ones like from a aircraft. As soon as it hits the water, it just blows up and expands, and it's just like I was in an emergency situation, uh, and it was the only thing I could think of doing. And and you did stop. You did stop, so, um, so I guess I guess it worked in that respect. Perhaps an ancient survival reflex. Absolutely, that's what I said. I said that to a fighting expert, and she said that it's bullshit. She just said that I had the horn for you, and that's totally not the case. Um, as as I've said a few times, you've got a gorgeous face, but that doesn't overtake the fact that you're absolutely stinking. So the next section of the show is called quick fire questions. Oh no! In fact, sorry, Ben. You had uh, you had a question, didn't you? Can you remember what that question was? You do a podcast. I'm sure you're good at asking questions. Feel free. Oh, I was simply going to ask why you were carrying a weapon. Oh yeah, it wasn't a weapon. Well, it wasn't a weapon. It was my penis. You're stuck inside for lockdown. You're going insane. It's time to listen to effortless games. Tip number 30, and the last of our race day special tips, pre-race injuries. If you're like me and you like to run through most injuries but know that a particular injury wouldn't respond well to that strategy, I've got a fix for that. At the point that you realise that training will only make it worse, go to the shop and get a bottle of wine and 20 fags. 
That's cigarettes for our American listeners, and polish those off. Repeat that every single day until the injury resolves itself. This way you're still challenging your lungs with the cigarettes and your central nervous system for the daily hangovers, but without potentially aggravating the actual source of the injury. The first couple of runs back after this strategy are pretty hard. The lungs will give you pretty negative feedback and the body will be struggling, but at the end of the day it's better than exacerbating the injury. 100 top tips from the top Yeah, so do you want to explain uh, quickfire questions, Jimmy? Yeah, sure. Um, so quickfire questions, we're basically just going to ask you a question with uh, with two alternatives. It'll be like a, you know, like a like a red or blue. And uh, you just have to answer straight away. Don't think about it. Just um, and, and don't give an answer that's beyond the scope of the options that we give you. So, um, sure. yeah. Yeah, so just, just designed to be really fast and just to sort of see what pops into your head. Okay, let's do it then. Um, so, does charity begin at home, or does charity actually begin at charity places? Charity absolutely begins when you find a struggling lawyer in the street. Poor. Yes, it's not. Uh, uh, so don't elaborate. Okay, yeah, but but at the end of the day, uh, that's bullshit. Uh, well, I elaborated there. I'm sorry, but that we both elaborated. The question is null and void, Jamie. Um, Sainsbury's own or Sainsbury's taste the difference. Sainsbury's own. Mo Farah or Paula Radcliffe? Mo Farah. Mercedes or BMW? Can I get back to you on that? No. you got to answer. I'm going to say BMW. Lance Armstrong or Neil Armstrong? Definitely Lance Armstrong. Mm. Good for you. Yeah. Um, egg or spoon? Both. That's not an option. You've got you to make a choice. I, I could use my hand for the egg, so I'll say egg. Sainsbury's or Waitrose? Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's. Australia or South Africa? Can we keep it to like real, real places? Yeah, but so both of those, they're both real places. I'll say Antarctica. Okay, not. Not yeah. an option. Again, not an option. If they're even fictional, you just pick one of them. Definitely South Africa. Okay, yeah. Snow White or Little Red Riding Hood? Little Red Riding Hood. Um, See, you'd had no problem with that. Yeah. South Africa or New Zealand? New Zealand. Rugby or football? Oh, definitely rugby. Supplements or steroids? Steroids. Sorry? Couldn't hear that. Steroids. Oh. Uh, Gary Stone's with an erection or Gary Stone's without an erection? Uh, I'm going to say with with an erection. Oh, thank you so much, Ben. I think that's a lovely note to finish on, isn't it, Jamie? No. Oh, sorry, in fact, I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, that's a bit weird. That's a bit creepy. But at the end of the day, it kind of it, it ties a few it ties a few loose ends up for me, uh, to be completely honest. Ben, what's it been like being on this podcast compared to doing your own podcast? Well, I'd say the pressure has been lower because the audience figures are so much lower. Mm. Quality over quantity, that's what we like to. Yeah, definitely. We're sort of like, we're, we're, and we're also playing the long game, so... Yeah, it's a long game. Yeah. Up until this week, we've really been focused on the quality of our guests. Um, so mm-hmm. up until last week, yeah. what do you think? Um, like, do you do you keep in touch with anyone from school, Ben? I was exchanging a message with Missy the other day. You were it? Oh, really? We had. Do you? Oh well, I guess you'd know that we had Missy on the show. It was really 
It was good speaking to her. Was, yeah, it, it Missy Elliott, yeah. It didn't work out exactly as I'd hoped, but um, no. she's a tough nut to crack. Well, for some squirrels, she may be a tough nut to crack, but for some squirrels, she just needs a game of truth or dare, if you know what I mean. Mm, D- what does know. that mean? No. I don't know. Gareth, I just want to get this off my chest. My name's Gary Bobag. It's Gary Stones. Remember back in high school when you had a massive, a massive simpish crush on Missy? Yeah, I don't I don't like that language, but that's fine. And remember we we pro I promised. I promised, you know, when I fancied a girl, you would stay away from her and vice versa. And this occasion you, I you held fancied. to that, yeah. Well, like it wasn't one, hard for me to hold to that, to be honest. Not many girls were particularly interested, but yeah, on you go. Well, my case was perhaps a little bit different. But you're a handsome bastard. One night we we had a couple of those those apple sewers. We played a game of Twitter Dear. We had a friendly, passionate kiss. A friendly, passionate kiss? You kissed Missy? Wow. That's it's been it's been I haven't slept I haven't slept in twenty years. That's reassuring. That's actually that's a lot. I would take that over a kiss with Missy, to be honest. So again, I'm reassured. I, I feel good about that. You can sleep well tonight, Ben Brown, and the knowledge that you've been on the best running podcast that provides tips that is getting broadcast from Kilmacom. You you have been on that podcast today. Um, and your name will echo through the chambers of time. God bless and Godspeed. And uh, thanks for coming all the way from Australia, there, Jamie. Oh. oh, well done. Uh, will we? Uh, do you want to do the Richmond Marathon together? I do. I do. Fantastic. Wow. Right. Well, sign up. I'm already signed up. Uh, I'm happy to drive. Um, that that could be big. That could be big news. Yeah, I'm happy to stay home probably. Jesus Christ, the first ever sub two ever recorded at an official race. That'd be that'd be something else. So Jesus, this is this has exceeded my expectations, Ben. Thank you so much. It's been an honour. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening, listeners. Um we absolutely love you guys. We've been getting lots of nice feedback. Uh, from you but if you could send again another little call to action um, if you've listened to this far in the episode if you've listened to this far in the series if this is the only episode you've listened to send us a quick email gary at effortlessgains.org and give us a wee bit of feedback and we might read that feedback out last but by no means least it's time for you to listen to the Politics Free podcast trailer that was very kindly sent by Heather. This is just a snippet of the fantastic chat these guys have got. Um, they are so funny. They're very lovely. Siblings siblings have got the best banner. Have a quick listen. You're really going to enjoy it. And pop over there and listen to the Politics Free podcast Also, you'll find links to their podcast in the show notes. So just go to the show notes if you do want a quick link to them or just type in Politics Free Podcast into Google and you'll find them. So thanks again for listening and enjoy the trailer. Mom also bought me a pair of Nikes once. Unfucking believable. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope you're listening. Unbelievable. What else did she buy you? Brand name. Give me a list. I want to know. I can only remember the Adidas sandals and the Nike shoes. I mean, I think my cleats were Adidas. Okay. Did they buy you a car? Did they buy you a car? Maybe. Did they buy you a fucking car? Let's have their fucking baby. What do you expect? What the hell? It was only five. It was only $500. It was only $500. Okay. Okay, fine. And I was supposed to pay dad back. And I never did. I did get their old car, their 83 Honda Accord that you had crashed once in a wall. Do you remember when you crashed the Honda into the wall? The key wasn't even in the car. Uh, yes, it was, Heather. The key was in the ignition. That's why I started it. Mom left it in first gear. So when I started the vehicle, it lurched forward and crashed into a tree and then into a wall. I hit two things. And they still bought you a car later. Me, who's, well, I guess I did crash one of their cars. Well, no, Heather, actually, mm -hmm. they bought, they bought me, yes, they bought me a car. I was supposed to pay them back. I never did. That would have been five, that, by the way, that would have been $500 20 years ago. That's like $4 million now. I'm going to adjust for inflation in this. So it's the Peugeot. They bought me, uh, it was like this little Peugeot that... Peugeot? Peugeot is the name of a car? Yes, it sounds fancy, Heather, but the car was a, a turd. No, it sounds like genitalia. That's a terrible name for a car.